0: Pennsylvania has a long tradition of manufacturing centers. They called them ironworks, places where people came together to build things. This podcast is about building and sustaining our democracy. We call it Democracy Works. Stephanie, thank you for joining us on Democracy Works.
1: Of course, you're welcome.
0: So you are uh, one of our Nevins Fellows here in the McCourtney Institute. can you tell us where you are interning this summer
1: so i'm currently interning with councilman cohen in baltimore city hall one of our biggest initiatives is the ballot initiative um that we're trying to get on the november a november ballot that's going to change the way the baltimore city budget is currently ran um because currently in baltimore city the budget is largely mayoral controlled and so this amendment proposes that Baltimore City Council officials should be at least able to add and decrease law items in the budget. Of course, it doesn't take away the mayor's veto power, um, but it leads to a little bit more collaborative government. Than we have right now, Um, the second part of the amendment also proposes that we have a more public participatory budgeting system, similar to what New York has, um, where the people can actually come out and speak on the budget, because currently in Baltimore City, there's only two nights in where the the budget is open to the public, and both those nights are located around City Hall, so we don't think that's very accessible to the entire city of Baltimore altogether, so we're hoping that um, we can change that a bit.
0: Right. And I know you're you're going out and helping to, to canvas and yes. you spread the word about this amendment, so that strikes me as pretty complicated yes. to explain, yes. so um, how are you doing that? What are some of your tactics? Yeah,
1: it was very hard. When I first got started, uh, I never did local canvassing myself. I've done like phone canvassing, which is very yeah. different than um, in-person canvassing where people sometimes don't want to stop. Um, so you get really good at reading people and reading people's like body language, um, but the first... You know, week I was very nervous going up to strangers at farmers markets, the bus stop, uh, concerts. Um, But I've developed sort of like a 30 second spiel that I always tell people and I preface the conversations with that. Like, hey, you know, do you have 30 seconds to talk to me? I promise it's only 30 seconds. And so when I get that information to them as quickly as possible and also using layman's terms, Um, Because the the budget itself, I mean, the the amendment that we have is pretty complicated to read. And, of course, if they want to read it themselves, I offer it to them. But being able to explain it as if I was talking to my 13-year-old sister, that helps as well. And um, people tend to sign when they can understand what they're signing.
0: Yeah, and so what, what types of people are, are you talking to?
1: Well, we're really interested in, we have to collect 10,000 signatures with 10,000 legible signatures. So really 18,000 because a lot of them get thrown out um, from registered Baltimore City residents. So the perfect places this week were like Poland stations. So we worked, um, I did a lot of early Voting. Um, so I was standing outside those electioning zones and thankfully we were able to actually stand in the election zone and not with the campaigners who are bombarding residents. So right after they voted and they left out the room, i would be like, hey, you know, do you mind talking to me? And that, that was a short bet because those people are registered to vote in Baltimore City.
0: And so does, has this um, influenced at all what you think about democracy? I know you took the, the Democratic leadership yes. class prior to, to doing this internship. Yeah. Um, has has it changed your thoughts actually going out and being part of it?
1: Actually, yes. I think it's very interesting that last semester we talked a lot about uh, participatory budgeting and um, what it would mean for the people in each city to get involved in the budget. And, of course, um, New York does have a system that seems to work for them. But being able to bring that to Baltimore City, I never thought that would happen and so being on the front lines of that is very very interesting as well as just advocating for a more collaborative government because of course no matter how great of a person each mayor would be I think having a system where city council officials that are a lot closer to the people in their districts so often they know a little bit more about the budgeting needs of those districts are able to actually influence the budget um that would be very great.
0: Right. And so what do you say to people when they're like, yeah, I don't have time for that. Like, yeah. I don't have time to be part of my government. Like, let the politicians yeah. deal with that.
1: I get that a lot. I get a lot, especially when I'm talking to elderly residents in Baltimore City, a lot of them are frustrated. So a lot of times they're like, I didn't try it at all. Like, you know, I've signed petitions for 50 years. Like, nothing's going to change. And, you know, in Baltimore City right now, we're at like a cusp of like a change, but at the same time um, a lot is wrong with the city. So a lot of people have lost hope along with the police brutality, the public school education system, kids going to school without a C, Like it's very saddening for a lot of people. It's a lot of times when I start talking and I'm trying to be hopeful and I'm like, listen, I'm only 21, I can still dream of a better government, of a better time. Um, a lot of the elderly residents are like, you know what, I don't think anything is gonna change. Um, But after I talk to them and I tell them, but look how excited I am about it. You know, look how optimistic I am about it. Just, you know, do it for me. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it for the older generation, but I don't think it's going to change while I'm still alive. But definitely people who are very skeptical that this is actually going to do anything. But the local government, more than people even know, um, has the most direct effect on the constituents in those districts. So every day I'm taking calls from people, whether it's about you know, the truck that's parked outside their house that has not got sighted, or you know, the homelessness or people that are experiencing homelessness in neighborhoods. And every day I'm thinking to myself, like these are issues that I had no idea who dealt with, you know, Um, but there's an entire building of people who are tasked with these sort of constituent concerns. And every time that I complete one and I get a thank you so much, like tell Councilman, you know, Cohen that he really cares about the people in his districts. That makes me feel extremely good. And I'm passionate about grassroots mobilization, even at the international front. So being able to do things like canvassing and being able to go out in the communities, that's sort of like my jam. Um, So being able to experience that front hand in local politics Mm -hmm. is really, really exciting for me and it's giving me experience.
0: Right. Um, and so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk to you about The Underground. We have listeners of this podcast from all around the country and all around the world. So, yeah. for those who aren't familiar, can you tell us what it is?
1: Yes, The Underground is a student complete, uh, Penn State student ran news media site. We're completely digital. And so I just became the editor in chief, um, taking over Adri- the amazing Adriana Lacy, who is now working at the New York Times for the summer. Um, but basically, Uh, Students get together and they write and they produce their own news based on what they think Penn State students want to hear and we're really particular about coming from a multicultural lens so having multiple perspectives from students from multiple backgrounds interested in multiple different things so we have a politics section an identity section just introduce a sports section which is really really cool um, because we're doing a lot of writing this summer about the NFL draft and what the next man up is
0: and so the the free press of course is also a huge part of of democracy Mm -hmm. do you kind of see that fitting into some of your other career ambitions and definitely
1: I so I was raised by my dad who was a journalist and he um loved love love journalism and wanted me to be a journalist myself so when he heard that i was editor-in-chief of the underground he was like does this mean and i was like that like you know no, no no i just love writing and i love journalism and i think the idea that um journalists and politicians can't sit in the same room because they're on the opposite sides is absolutely crazy because as a person who loves politics and wants to work in it her entire life um but think that The press have a job to hold those in office accountable for their actions and being able to have those people there as sort of like an audience cost or people that are looking over your shoulder is very important. So I always advocate for my writers, especially in the politics section. That you write the truth. It doesn't matter who you think you're going to hurt in the process. It doesn't matter what, you know, the flack of it is, is. If you think this is important for people to know, do you care about it? Are you enraged by it? If so, then this means there's another person who could similarly feel the same way. And so just following that same mindset, I think, is why we've been successful in producing, like, true and endearing news in the underground.
0: And so we, we talked about um, apathy a little bit before, I think college students are also notoriously apathetic, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, how do you make the, the audience on campus kind of care about not just what you're doing, but just about the world yeah. in general and, and developing that natural curiosity? That's
1: very true. I think ha- a big part of it is having students that write stories that they care about so a lot of, it's different when you're in class and you're assigned an essay or assignment and you have to do research on it and then you're writing it this it's clear when you read one of those assignments that the person wasn't passionate about it um but i recently read two pieces from writers that over the summer it was a mental um illness a badon badon piece because bad, bad, a lot of times um you know, we had a lot of recent passings over depression and mental illness. So that piece was written by one of our writers and it was very passionate and very personal. And so although it was long, we all read it and it was a huge engagement with it. The second piece was um, about the immigration and uh, family detention centers that also got published with, about one of our writers and she coming from family of immigrants was able to bring a perspective that a lot of times is missing from this conversation because a lot of times the people that are making these policies and are affecting the lives of these immigrants have no idea what it is like to be an immigrant or come from a family of immigrants so i always encourage people with those type of perspectives that matter to write those type of stories and so i think that's how we've been successful in that front and so it's very hard for you not to care when somebody is like hey you know my dad came over here when he was you know this Two years old, and he got separated from his mom, and this is how he felt, and this is how I grew up. Um, I think those sort of like really relative perspectives bring a lot of uh, audience members in.
0: Yeah, you know, someone kind of putting their heart and soul out. Exactly, that. you can't help but but engage exactly. with that, or you know, feel moved by it. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Um, so, Stephanie, we're going to close here with okay. our uh, mood of the nation poll questions. Thinking about um, uh, politics, or you know, politics in the in the U.S., uh, what makes you angry?
1: I think just the idea of talking about people as if they're not people, as if they're just policies, as if they're just, uh, you know, pawns in a game of of politics, especially when it comes to things such as immigration and refugees and migrants. I think a lot of times we lose... Um, the fact of these are individuals with lives and families and hearts and they're scared and need to be protected. So I think whenever we're passing laws without putting faces to it, that is a problem and that kind of makes me angry.
0: Sure. And then uh, what makes you proud?
1: Especially with the 2018 elections, having all these local civic, you know, engagements of people in the streets campaigning and they have something to believe, and that makes me proud, and that gives me hope and optimism, especially with the amount of qualified and passionate people that we have on the 2018 ballot, even in Baltimore City, in Maryland, makes me very proud to be you know, a member of it all.
0: Okay. Then uh, what makes you worry?
1: I just worry that maybe we won't get there, you know? Maybe we won't get to a place in politics or in government where um, people are no longer afraid, I guess, afraid to, you know just participate in government and I'm also afraid that people are losing hope in government and you know shying away from politics especially in undergrad when this is like the time you're supposed to major in this stuff and care about this stuff so I'm scared that people will start shying away from the really important topics
0: and then finally the other side of that coin what gives you hope
1: along with that you know there are people who are shying away from politics but the people who are steeped in it like myself are leaning in just a little bit harder and every day i feel like i'm given another reason to keep going so that's my hope
0: absolutely and uh, just in this conversation you have raised the optimism quotient on this podcast like a million so um (laughs) thank you stephanie for your time today Uh, thank
1: you jenna